ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Hey, man. If I can do it, you can do it too. And how can I help you do this? Don't settle. Ever. Don't settle. Just go full send. His battle, our fight. And it's, you know, a goal, an achievable goal, and maybe even a high, high, high level goal you may never hit. Well, it's, it's a wonderful way for us to make each other stronger. I, I feel like that my strength comes from him, and so I try to give all my stuff, you know, to him. You know, take down those barriers um, and those false beliefs that they can do it. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions because it's going to happen. And the sooner you can get comfortable being uncomfortable, the better you're going to be. In this moment, you can decide to take hold, move forward and go head on, up, over and through. It's do or do not. Through these stories and perspectives, we hope to give insight to the challenges we all face every day. Paying it forward through learned experience. Because quitting is too hard. For those who refuse to give up and continue to find a way, this is your fuel. Brought to you by Western Contours Podcast and our partners. Western Fly Covers. Ultralight protection for your gear. Stay on your game. Backcountry Archery. The passion and intent of ethical hunting led to the pursuit of building the most lethal bow setups while increasing accuracy. The Crazy Elk Company. Simple solutions in gear, giving back to the passion that has given so much. start by thanking Guy again for uh, asking me to be a part of this. Um, <laughs> I just checked back because I took a picture of the of the DM when he asked me to and it was January 2nd and it's taken me this long to to figure out what what it was I was I was gonna say that I thought would be be of value. Well not not really taking me this long to figure that out. I keep listening to everybody else's episodes come up and and I end up doing, you know, it kind of spurs something else in my brain and I end up doing you know, doing more, more introspective and, and kind of changing the direction. And this, I really, yeah, this, this reflection series has been amazing so far. I mean, everything everybody's had to say has been, has been awesome. And I mean, just like, I don't know, the podcast in general, I find myself 
you know, having a lot of realizations about myself and how I've, how I've come to be, you know, right exactly where I am in this journey right now. And, uh, it's, it's been, it was a journey I never set out to take, but, uh, I'm, I'm glad timing wise, you know, everything, everything happened, you know, when it did, why it did, which I mean, who knows why, why any of that is right. Just, it, it all seems to work itself out. And, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be where I am right now. So yeah, long winded way of saying, uh, once again, thank you guy and for starting this and thank you everybody else for, you know, for being a part of this. Um, so what I really ultimately have come up with is balance. Um, and not that I can tell anybody how to do that because I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but I know, uh, that's, that's been kind of the reoccurring theme that I keep seeing in my life is that that's something that I really struggle with. And it's been, uh, it's getting better, but it's still, it's still something that, that comes up, you know, quite a bit for me. And, it always takes me a little bit of time to kind of get to where I feel like I'm in, in the right space with it. So obviously any story is best to start at the beginning. So this, you know, struggle with balance for me probably started in my very young life. Uh, I grew up in a, in a home with a single mom and to watch, to watch her do, you know, everything for us and, and really kind of neglect herself because out of, you know, she didn't really have another choice. There was no, you know, she didn't have a teammate. It was, it was her versus everything. Right. So, um, kind of one of the, <laughs> one of the adaptations I figured out that I, I kind of realized this thanks to my, um, thanks to my therapist, he, he's good at stopping me right after I've said something and, and asking me, he's like, did you hear what you just said? And I don't remember what exactly the, the conversation on this one was, but the comment that I made was, you know, I figured out younger to make things easier on my mom that I needed to do more and need less. And he stopped me. And I kind of was like, wow, I can't believe that. Like, you know, I've been, I've operated that way most of my life based on, you know, trying to lighten the load on my mom. And it's, uh, it, it turned into me being kind of a, a resentful, angry person in a lot of situations that really weren't deserving of it. You know, I, I've, I've made the choices to be, you know, where, where I was when I was there and, and shouldering, you know, a lot of unnecessary, uh, trouble, work, whatever, you know, shouldering a load that wasn't, wasn't required, but that was just what I, what I learned to do. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on learning to unpack some of that, but, uh, so the, you know, balance, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, my mom did a great job. I mean, she did everything she could for us, but again, not having a, you know, not having a teammate, there was a lot of things that I didn't have a good example of, of what, you know, self-care looked like. It was, it was all sacrifice on her hat, on her behalf for us. And, you know, I kind of, once I started, you know, starting my family, that was, if it got to the point where there wasn't, where I couldn't figure out the balance, I would just kind of give up on my things and, and focus on, you know, everybody else's. And, you know, I mean, to a point ever, you know, we can do that. Everybody can do that for a while. Right. But then you start to, well, I don't know about everybody else. I get very, 
self, uh, I don't know what the right word is. I get, I get very down on myself about it. You know, after I, you start, you know, giving up on the things you want to do or making yourself much less of a priority than you really need to, it, it gets, you know, becomes this internal battlefield, right? Like I, I am my own worst enemy and, and I end up taking it out on everybody else, which, you know, I mean, it's not, again, it's my own fault. I've made the decisions to do these things to myself, but, um, it ends up everybody else bears the brunt of it also, you know, I'm, I'm shouldering that load, but then it all starts to come out, you know, I can't hold it anymore and it, it comes out on everybody and, you know, most of the time it's on people that have nothing to do with it, you know, just some random situation at work or whatever, or, you know, random stranger. And here comes the whole, the floodgates break open. And, you know, <laughs> I was joking to somebody that, uh, I, I didn't really develop, uh, a very functional emotional toolbox. I, I, I kind of looked at it, you know, when I started this going, going to therapy and everything. And it was like my emotional toolbox consisted of a variety of sizes of hammers. And at the point where that didn't work, there was always a can of gas sitting there just waiting. And <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't get anybody very far. I mean, you can get a long ways on it, but you know, the results aren't always so good. Um, so <clears throat> like I mentioned in the, you know, the, the opening, thank you there's there's a lot of timing to things and i think that that has been kind of this journey i've gone on i've i've realized that that timing is 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 really it really is important but you can miss it i spent a lot of years just kind of you know not really not thriving, just, just surviving, you know what I mean? Going through the motions and, and angry about it because I, I, I kept finding myself in these same situations and it was, you know, I was resentful about it. You know, I was like, why it, it, it wasn't, I mean, the conversation wasn't, wasn't really this, but it, at the same time, you know, sort of was like, why, why does God keep doing this to me? And for, for a lot of years I had sort of a strained relationship, strained relationship with my faith. And, uh, I've recently kind of come to reevaluate that. And, and, you know, again, if you perspective, that's something I say a lot lately, which is kind of strange for me also, but the, the way you choose to look at everything really does have a big effect on things. If, if you want to be mad, mad at things and look at it as, you know, paint yourself as a victim, then yeah, by all means, that's, that's what it's going to be. But if you, if you look at things as an opportunity to learn versus, you know, why, why does this keep happening to me? Well, the why that this keeps happening to you is because you keep putting yourself in the same situation. You're being given an opportunity to learn and to change and to grow. But if you don't see it, you're going to keep finding yourself in that opportunity because someone wants you to learn and grow and become the best version of yourself that you can. But if with the wrong perspective, all you're going to see is that victim, you know, like I, the, or the, the, the pity, the why is this happening to me that, that I was in for so long. And, you know, you just kind of got to wake up and, and look back and figure out what, what it is, what is it that keeps reoccurring? What is it that keeps happening? And what am I supposed to see? How do I change this? How do I, how do I make better of this situation that keeps happening or keep myself out of it? And again, you have to keep your eyes open for that. You, um, there will be people in your time or people in your life that come to you at the right time or that are just that are they're already in your life that will be there at the right time but you have to see the value in them to to see what they are there for um i've been i've been blessed to have some great people 
in my life and some great people come into my life's life at times when I really needed them. And some of them I've seen at the time. And it's been a huge help to me to, to help pull me out of some, you know, some of those cycles of just the same situation over and over again. And some of them, I, you know, I haven't seen until until it was a looking back moment. And, and I really wish that I, you know, my eyes had been open at the time. Um, at some point when I think my wife was the first one to tell me about it. But when we were, you know, early 20s, um, the, the secret, the law of attraction was kind of like a big thing that was going around. And, you know, we watched it and she got one of those like, you know, the joke of joke a day calendar, but the secret version of it, whatever it is, the secret teaching of the day. And, you know, we did the vision boards and all that stuff. And ultimately I realized I looked back a couple of years ago and I had achieved what it was that I said I wanted, but it wasn't really what I wanted. You know, I asked, I was, I wanted to have a comfortable life and, you know, to, I'd set a dollar figure to be making and I was making it. And somehow I still wasn't really happy, but I don't want to be comfortable. You know, um, I'm, I'm terrible with quotes. I'm pretty good at remembering the gist of it, but I think it's something like, um, comfort is the first step to a slow death or something like that. Right. So I'm, I'm, and I've kind of, I've, I've accepted that life will be better and improve more if you get better at being uncomfortable. So now, you know, those awkward conversations that, that I didn't used to like to have, I would rather just get it out of the way. You know what I mean? Let's just jump into this thing and get it over with and put this, you know, uneasy conversation behind us and move forward. Um, and the same thing with life. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I do things that, that are, you know, not always awesome rather than just sitting on the couch, get up, go do something that, that sucks for, for the end goal of it. You know what I mean? Go, go beat yourself up a little bit just now to kind of get myself in the right, uh, the right headspace to, you know, to really think clearly about this and, and do it. I, uh, there's one of the trails I hike pretty regularly. There's a, a pretty, a pretty good steep little upshoot. And it's, uh, I checked it when I got to the top the first time and it's like 608 feet of elevation gain from where I parked my car to the top of the hill up once back down up three quarters of the way. And then right now I'm sitting, sitting off to the side of the trail in the sun, you know, taking in a beautiful view of the hillside. Um, talking to myself on my phone, but ultimately talking to hopefully, hopefully someone that finds value in some of this. Um, so, you know, and again, it's, I, I don't, it's, it's been a weird journey. I, I, I need this, this kind of, you know, this kind of physical abuse, I guess, to a point, you know, this, this exercise to, to keep myself in a happy, healthy frame of mind, because I spent so long, I spent the better part of 20 years trying to soften reality because I didn't have, you know, I didn't have the tools to deal with, with everything. And really what it boils down to, what I thought for a long time, when I first sat down to try to figure out what I was going to say on this, I was going to, you know, talk about, um, substance abuse, really chemical dependency is, is what it really boils down to. Um, I spent, spent a lot of years drinking too much and that one <laughs> I figured out more or less after, um, about a month before my 23rd birthday, I woke up in the hospital. Um, I give myself alcohol poisoning to the point where, uh, 
uh, I passed out and I was <laughs> a mess. I, I mean, I, you know, I, it was a coworker's birthday party, which was ultimately like a work event. I was there with my, you know, one of my, the highest up guy that, that I was working for was there. The guy whose birthday party it was, was another one of our managers. And I drank till I blacked out and then, uh, drank a bottle of tequila to the face. And, uh, they put me in a sleeping bag out on the porch and just kind of left me out there to my, to myself. But luckily there was, you know, enough people there with some common sense that saw that I wasn't just, you know, drunk and passed out. So they, they got me to the hospital and, uh, got my stomach pumped, all that good stuff. Woke up in the morning, looking at my mom. And I think the first things I said was, mom, why are you at this party? And, you know, then everything kind of started to, the pieces came together and I figured it out. But again, that's a timing thing because that was a month, like I said, before my 23rd birthday, which was probably the next time that I would have gone out and really tied one on. Right. So, um, I always like to go camping on my birthday and I would have been in the middle of nowhere on my birthday when, you know, when I did it again or when I would have, when, when I would have ultimately, you know, inflicted all that much damage on myself and no cell service, you know what I mean? I'd have been lucky to get life flighted out of there if, if, you know, again, they didn't just throw me in my tent to make a mess of myself and, and deal with it in the morning. So I've been lucky a lot of times in my life. And, uh, I know that's kind of a weird situation to look at and say that you're lucky, but it's, again, perspective. I know that if that hadn't happened when it did, it would have happened again later. And I probably would have been, the outcome could have been a lot worse. Um, so yeah, like I started to say, I spent the better part of my, of 20 years, you know, making life easier to deal with. But what, again, one of the other things that I realized in this, you know, listening to this reflection series come out and trying to figure out what it was I was going to say, it wasn't making reality easier to deal with. It was making my internal voice quieter so that I was less disappointed in myself for not not really not striving for my goals as hard as I should not not pushing to really accomplish the things that I want to and you know that that inner voice has started to come back and be a lot louder and now I'm having to find healthy ways to to cope and stay balanced and <laughs> be a functional normal adult right um so 2020 was a weird year for everybody, but I think it was, it was probably one of the best years I've had so far, but I know if it had happened, if 2020 had happened to me in my 2019, I would probably be divorced right now. I would, I'm sure my, my, my brand new baby wouldn't be here and I would be probably in a much different headspace. Um, some combination of, you know, of, of my therapy and us deciding to have another baby. Um, I decided to stop smoking, you know, when I, when I, I mean, I started smoking when I was like 16 years old and, you know, on the weekends when I could hide it from my mom, got a little older and it became pretty much an everyday all day thing. Because again, I wasn't, I wasn't happy with myself and who I was and what I was doing. So, you know, get loaded and shut, shut your brain off and, uh, and life's easier to deal with. Right. So we decided to have a baby and the original plan was clean up long enough to, you know, make the healthiest baby possible. And then I'd go back to it like I always had, but, um, 
you know, something with this journey, you know, my therapy and the fact that my wife was not mad at me like she usually is for being loaded and tuned out. I decided that I was going to stick with it. And it's been, um, let's see, a couple days into March. So I'm 13 months sober right now. And it's, uh, I haven't felt this good in my adult life period, you know? So, um, yeah, it's been, again, a journey I never set out to take, but I'm where I'm at right now because of the ability to look at things properly, make better choices and, and push forward to be the best version of myself, you know, that I can. So, um, and I still struggle, you know, I mean, I'm better, I'm better, like I said, than, than I have been, but there's still, I still have issues finding and maintaining balance. Um, you know, there's times when, you know, you kind of just abandon yourself and, and focus on making everyone else happy, but you really kind of have, I mean, you're never going to make everyone happy. Right. And, and if you do, you have almost zero chance of actually being happy yourself. So again, trying to find some, some happy middle ground, um, to make the really important people happy and keep yourself happy enough to be, you know, to be functional and, and carry on and do what's needed to do. Um, there's, and as I've made these changes in my life, you know, it's been, I've seen my, my circle of friends change and it's, it hasn't always been easy. You know, you, you kind of drift away from people that, you know, you spend a big chunk of your life with, but if they're on the same unhealthy path that, that you've been on and they're not willing to change, then it's, that's kind of just what it has to be. So, you know, um, People's paths change, work, move apart, but it doesn't always, it's not always forever. You know, some people's paths come back together and some don't, but it's, you just kind of have to keep moving the direction that you know you need to and stop every once in a while and look around and see who, who's around you. And, and those, even if it's just for the short time being, those are your people, you know, um, I don't know. Social media has been a weird a big, a big part of this, this weird journey that I'm on that, you know, I used to, (laughs) I used to make fun of, of Instagram and all the hashtags. Right. But, um, I I really got on here to just live vicariously through other people's hunting seasons to, you know, to kind of give myself a distraction from deer season to deer season. So I didn't, didn't have to go through that hunting depression, but somehow I've, you know, ended up building this virtual circle of support that, that's really helped me quite a bit on this, on this journey. I mean, there's people that I look at every day that are just like, damn, like they just, I mean, people are just getting after it and it's, it's inspiring. I mean, it makes you want to, you know, makes you want to try harder. And it's also another good test for me to see, you know, see the balance. I mean, you, you look at guy and his, his whole month of, uh, of elk hunting last year and someday I'll do that. But again, his, you can't just look at one piece of the puzzle. I mean, he's, you know, he's at a different place in life than I am. His kids are, are grown and moved out and I have a two and a half month old and a four year old at home. So that's (laughs) odds are I'm not taking all of September off probably anytime soon, but, um, you know, it'll be in the cards one of these days. And in the meantime, you know, I've got 
I've got a little adventure partner that, uh, that I get out with, you know, every chance that I can. And, uh, here pretty soon I'll have another little one to be, uh, that'll be trying to keep up with the two of us. So, uh, you know, it's life is an adventure. Everyone's is different and you can't, you can't try to live someone else's. You gotta, you gotta look at, look at all the pieces and realize that we're, we're all on our own, you know, our own journey. And, uh, as much as you can strive for what somebody else is doing, you have to do your version of it. You know, you're not going to be able to do everything that, that everyone else can. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I've probably rambled like and gotten off track and I'm sure I started to say something and forgotten and changed lanes without a turn signal. But, uh, I hope that, that someone can find value in, in this and what I've said. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, to go back a little bit, I, I've, I've talked to therapists a couple of times throughout my life and I never really put that much faith in it because it was always kind of the, you know, I mean, from when I was younger, when my parents split up, when I was four, we talked to the court mandated counselor and I didn't feel like it did anything. And that was my first impression of it. And that's kind of the mindset that I had, you know, my whole life about therapists and, I didn't really, I was pretty hesitant towards it a couple times or I mean my whole life, you know, but kind of begrudgingly, I to make my wife happy. Really. I, I went and talked to a couple of different therapists and it never, you know, I mean, it didn't, I didn't feel like I ever got any tools that really helped, but the, the guy, and I'm, I'm still, I talk to him ever, see him every Tuesday. Um, it's been, like I said, a big part of this journey, but he, he's the right fit for me. He's his, you know, his background is child development and chemical dependency and that, you know, lo and behold, that's, that is, those are the two biggest pieces to, you know, the piece of, of the puzzle that is where, you know, where I was for so long. And it's been, it's been amazing. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing this well with everything if it wasn't for having the right person there to, you know, to, again, even just stop me after I say something and point out what I just said, like, damn, like that's, <laughs> you know, that, that's a, that's a horrible thing to, to carry, you know what I mean? So I don't know, again, I'm rambling, but I hope, I hope someone finds value in this and that, that I, that I can, you know, motivate someone to whatever it is, take that step, go see therapy. I mean, find a better, you know, seek to be the best version of yourself that you can. Um, if anybody, you know, if you want to, you want to talk, you want to chew my ear off, um, shoot me a, shoot me a DM. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I like talking as you might've noticed <laughs> anyway. Uh, I hope everybody has a great day, whatever day this is, that this comes out. And, uh, guy, thank you again for, for the, the podcast in general. Um, all the smart ass remarks and uh thank you for the reflection series and uh i hope everybody has a great weekend